Welcome to the Better People Podcast. I am your host, Holly DePama, and today I am joined by Dr. Karen Carmack, who is the Chief Human Resources Officer at FM Trust out of South Central Pennsylvania. Um, welcome, Dr. Carmack. Thank you for joining us. Um, let's get to it. Why don't you tell our listeners a little, a little bit about yourself? Right. Thank you. Um, well, I am, my name is Karen Carmack, and I'm the uh, Chief Human Resources Officer at FNM Trust. I have been with the company for 24 years uh, and nearly 30 years within the financial services industry. And in my role, I oversee the traditional aspects of human resources, including, you know, employee relations, compensation, benefits, uh, but also training and development is a function that reports into to my department. So about how many employees does your bank have? We have 300 employees thereabouts. Got it. And gosh, in 24 years, I'm sure there's been a lot of a lot of change. What um, what sort of sticks out to you most as the um, the change in that you've seen in your organization? I think probably the most substantial changes that we've made have been around um, employees and giving making them feel more part of the organization making them feel like they have a voice and that they, you know, they can impact what happens. And I think that makes it really, really special. Tell me a little bit more about that. So talk to me about the employee engagement initiatives that you, um, that, 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 what, what happened to um, um, prompt you to pay attention and change things here? Well, um, in the fall of 2017, we were embarking on our uh, updating our strategic plan, and uh, we were noticing that we were at a point in our company's history where employee morale was pretty down. Um, I think employees were feeling like they didn't have that voice and that input. Um, I think they felt like they were being micromanaged in in a in a lot of different ways. Um, so as part of our strategic efforts, we embarked on, you know, creating this employee engagement initiative, and I was named to be in charge of that. And I think that made sense based on the role that I held within the organization. And so we, the the big challenge was in trying to figure out, okay, how do we attack this, you know? Um, so so in the fall of 2017, we created an employee engagement committee, and that was probably the best thing uh, that we did to really get the initiative off the ground. Um, and can I um, can I stop you there? Yeah, and I want to hear about this committee. But tell me, um, let's go back, if you will. What what were the sort of warning signs, or how did you know that you had a morale problem? Did you sure. have did yes. you do assessment? Tell me, tell me about that. Well, prior to that time, we weren't doing any kind of assessments. Um, we were experiencing turnover, um, and we were experiencing turnover of more of our key personnel, which wow. was concerning. Um, we were also getting feedback, um, and you can just feel it in an organization. It, it becomes palpable that you know employees are dissatisfied. And it wasn't a very good feeling. Um, so we were trying to figure out what we can do to improve that. 
And that's why this focus on employee engagement uh, got on the board. I think initially, you know, we were thinking about, okay, let's find out what satisfies our employees. But I think as we work through it, we took it in a whole different direction, which really had a broader impact on the organization. So um, interesting. Yes, we've really moved from satisfaction to engagement. Um, and so um, was there sort of an orientation process for you to have to sort of teach your organization about the the uh, nuances and the differences in the two? I was a student along with everybody else in learning uh, about this topic. Um, you know, we did a lot of research around, okay, what do we want the focus to be? What are, you know, what are the drivers of satisfaction? What are the drivers of employee engagement? How are they different? What's best for the organization? Um, so it was really um, a grassroots effort to try to tackle those big concepts and put them into something that could be tacti- tactical uh, for us to, to work with. Oh, that's super vulnerable of you to share that. So I love that. Thank you. We're going unti- to we're going to unpack that a little bit more, but let's go back to your committee, the committee that you put together that was an integral part of, uh, of uh, the engagement sort of um, lift. Talk to me about that. So I was in uh, my supervisor, I report to the president and um, he, we were talking about this, you know, how do we go about this? And, and through discussions with him, you know, we determined, well, let's, it's an employee engagement committee, let's get the employees involved. And that was very much part of his character, which helped propel the initiative too. You know, he's very much um, a proponent of employee voice and he joined us in 2016. Mm. Um, so, so in working with him, you know, we we decided, okay, yes, put let's put energy towards putting this engagement, this committee together, and see how they might be able to help our efforts. And once I got the charge, I thought, okay, all right, who needs to be involved with this? Um, Obviously, I was thinking we needed some broad perspectives and also broad representation from within the organization. So what I did is I looked at our employee base and I said, okay, um, we need uh, the different geographies of our organization represented. We need different levels of hierarchy within the organization and um, different departmental representations. So I ended up through that process identifying an initial group of 14 employees that uh, I tapped and and asked if they would be willing to, to, to jump into this with me. And I think everybody joined that, that I had asked um, to. And you know, they they came together and we just wrestled it and and ended up creating something great. So tell me about that. So you uh, you didn't ask for volunteers. You handpicked people. What yes. was the criterion that you besides their position, um, both um, within the organizational structure as well as ge- geographical location? What was the what was the criteria you used to 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 identify? It was varied. Um, you know, obviously, I mentioned geography was important and also broad representation, you know, 
mm-hmm. with departments and hierarchy. Um, but beyond that, I was looking at a good mix of people that would be comfortable speaking up, sharing, digging in. So I was also looking at different personalities. Um, you know, I, I wanted some folks that would not hesitate to speak up. I also wanted some folks that would process and listen um, so that I would have a good balance of perspectives. Um, so that was a focus. Um, and and was this just from people you knew or was this from their supervisors suggesting they'd be a good fit or just? At the time, you know, I was in my head a little bit, you know, thinking about, um, yeah, I've been with the organization for 24 years and we have roughly 300 employees. So I have a good um, grasp of, you know, the the employee base and what their talents are and personalities and, and things like that. So from that, I was able to, you know, look and create um, a, a diverse group of people that that could come together. Awesome. Did, was anybody upset that they weren't selected? Um, I, not to my knowledge, because I think because we had such a broad group, um, you know, we and and the work was heavy. Um, I, I think that, you know, I didn't hear of anybody that was um, dissatisfied with joining. Um, also, uh, uh, one of the criteria that I considered, I didn't want everybody to be like, totally enthusiastic about the organization or even about this idea of launching an employee engagement committee. So I, I tried to think of people who would um, who would not be dissenters, but um, help us see, you know, how people might, you know, be feeling on the other side of the coin, so to speak. Right, right. So, so terrific. So you put together a team of, you said 17 people? 14. 14, excuse me. Um, and, um, and so, so um, what did, what did the committee, what did you do? Well, we uh, we first tackled this idea around what it is, uh, what, imp- what this initiative needed to mean for the organization. Um, we defined employee engagement first and foremost. And, and through the, our research, we determined that employee engagement really was a space that we wanted to operate within. Um, because, you know, through our research, we we learned that if we just focused on satisfaction, it would be more of a focus around, you know, what we we as an organization could give to employees, which, you know, over time, you know, you can't totally ever satisfy that, especially for everybody. Um, so where we landed is, you know, on the employee engagement, what really appealed to us is that, you know, we wanted to focus on what employees could give and providing a great culture for them to be able to to give their best and their most and to really tap into that discretionary effort that was needed to help the organization really meet some um, aggressive goals that we had set and still have for for growth. So were they goals for growth in the organization or growth in engagement? 
both. So okay. initially, our 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 focus as the committee was around engagement specifically and just launching this initiative, you know, and determining how we measure it. So as I mentioned, we didn't have any type of assessments around, you know, employee engagement or even, you know, anything related to employee feedback at the time. So part of the process was determining, okay, um, what do we need to do to be able to determine progress? How will we know that we're successful? Uh, so we did partner with a third-party vendor who uh, helped us launch an employee survey initiative. And um, that was really instrumental to getting into the minds of what people liked, disliked, what they were lukewarm about. Um, and we encourage participation um, a, a lot. There was a lot that we have done and still do every day, every year to encourage participation in the survey. What do you do? We, well, this is where my, the beauty of this committee, um, and they're so creative and um, we spend a lot of time um promoting the survey internally. And this group comes together each year, there's a different theme that, you know, we we um, we have and we give gifts out to uh, the employees that say, save the date here, take the survey. Um, the employees, because they're such a broad representation of the organization, uh, the employees are the actual, um, the employees on the committee are the ones soliciting employee feedback. So they're reminding, you know, their fellow coworkers that the survey is coming and, uh, you know, they're reinforcing all the, all the right things and really letting them know, tell us your honest opinion, because that's what matters most. We can't improve unless we know, you know, what you really think. So, um, so you, so the first time you launch uh, uh, an engagement survey um, company wide, you you partner with a third party vendor and um, are using your committee members to really get the word out and get people sort of your champions of this project. Um, did you get um, any negative pushback from people? Was there um, were was there challenges around that? Um, there, there were initially, and. Uh, maybe there's pockets of it today, but initially I think people were wondering, are they really serious? Do they really want our uh, true opinions around what's going on? I think there was a little bit of skepticism initially, but thankfully they, you know, took the plunge with us and and gave us some feedback. And, and what I think is such a positive through all of this is that one of our great success factors have been, we've done the survey for the last six years and we have over 90% participation from employees. It's been like 94, 96% that's uh, participation. And that's really unheard of. You might get that once, to, mm -hmm. but to get it six times, I think that is telling us that um, the employees appreciate the fact that we're listening. Um, and also we spend a lot of time, you know, going through the data that they give us and also reporting back to the employee base around, you know, we heard you, this is going to be, you know, adjusted, or we heard you and, you know, we can't do this now because, you know, but it's very open, transparent, 
Um, in fact, every year we do a bank-wide review of the employee engagement uh, survey results where we share, you know, our successes and the bright spots. We share what our weaknesses are and also what our plans are for, you know, focusing on things to improve. So give me an example of um, something, you know, in from your initial survey, if you remember, of, of something that came up and how you... Um, what action you took? Surprisingly, we have gotten a lot of feedback over the years that that have helped us really tweak our culture and and the uh, the way people the experience that people have every day. As a community bank, we um, have tended to be very conservative with dress, and this is going to sound like a simple thing. But uh, we have gotten a lot of feedback, I mean, an overwhelming amount of feedback on things like our dress code and our tattoo policy, um, even things around our benefits that needed to be improved. And, you know, over the years, you know, we have we had made those things better for our employees. And it's a constant tinkering with, you know, what employees, you know, desire desires are, and you know what is appropriate for us to to offer. But you know, we have, uh, I think, had a lot of great success just by listening to the feedback and trying to do what's best. But the important thing is, I think, to let folks know that when we can't do something, why? Mm -hmm. So, give me an example. What what was the tattoo policy that you had, and that you changed, and or didn't change? Yeah. So the tattoo policy, for example, you know, we we had a point in time not too long ago and probably when we started this initiative where we uh, tattoos were not to be visible, period. And as we tinkered with it, OK, we said uh, tattoos can be vis visible on these certain body parts, but they could only be this certain size. And, uh, you know, the last iteration of it, which was just last year, because, you know, we're still getting, you know, this feedback, um, you know, we basically have lifted the restrictions on, you know, body for body parts outside of, you know, someone's face and, and neck. Uh, but our our employees can show you know, their tattoos if if they have have them and they don't have to cover them up and be uncomfortable in the summertime because they're wearing long sleeves if they have, you know, a sleeve tattoo. So So you wouldn't hire Post Malone. <laughs> no, not today. But you know, with the way things are adjusting, who knows down the road. But just kidding. But I honestly I'm teasing. I, so uh -huh. I do think that I think that's just one thing. It sounds like a simple thing, but these things are important to people. And um, you know, if you can make it more comfortable, I think it's a good thing. It's also, you know, it's also a, a really a, a changing with the culture, right? The the challenges we have in the workplace of responding to different, um, diff, you know, different generations, just a whole different um, way of bringing yourself to work, right? We want yes. people to bring themselves to work. So give me an example of something that um, was really um, important to folks, but that you couldn't um, you could not for, for, you know, you didn't risk, you didn't want to do. And how did you communicate that? Give me an example there. So, so one of the things, you know, once again, community bank, traditional, um, we don't have our bank still today does not have, um, 
casual Fridays, you know, for example, we don't have casual dress code. Um, so I think the desire for employees has been for us to be more casual with our dress. And we have adjusted to the level that we thought was appropriate uh, based on the work that we do and the respect that we want to, you know, to give our coworkers and customers because it's important work that we're doing. Um, so what's so, the adjustment you made? So so we did. Um, so we do we do casual days, uh, but one of the things that we haven't done, um, even though that I think employees would love this, is you know we we have not gone to full casual Fridays um, and things like that. So um, so we try to do casual days as as gifts or associated with certain events within the organization. But beyond that, uh, we've really been trying to hold on to the level of professionalism that, you know, we think that our customers expect. Um, so we've we've told employees and managers about the philosophy that we have about this. And so this is one example that, you know, we probably aren't where we where folks would like us to be. But that's only because, you know, we want to to make sure that we're showing up at a certain in a certain way that's you know just elevated sure it, consistent with your values as an organization right exactly so um so this is your sixth engagement survey what um what are the metrics that you've been tracking to drive success or to identify success so we look at five drivers now of, of success. Um, we look at, you know, job and career. So how folks feel about, you know, their development and their position. Um, we look at, you know, organizational engagement, just how folks feel about the organizational mission and our policies and things. A lot of what I've been talking about has been within that, that bucket. Um, we look at team and coworker, which we're we're blessed that that has always been the highest category that we have scored in. Um, so our folks really enjoy the interactions that they have together, um, and we constantly get feedback about what a friendly, helpful um, group of employees that we have working for the bank. Um, there's also leader engagement, so. When we set out to um, start this initiative, we knew that we needed to harness our leadership. Um, so it was very important for us to um, inspect the the level of uh, management that folks were getting and and how they felt about that. Um, so so our our employees actually do a survey on their leaders. And how they, you know, feel about different aspects of their leadership. And then, lastly, we have uh, this is the newest driver for us that we've started measuring in the last two years was around DEI and our focus within the organization around our efforts uh, to improve that. So, um, so of these, you know, tell me about the, you know what you've tracked or if you want to share any anything or or increases decreases your biggest concern areas yeah so um we we also through the third party vendor we've been using there are benchmarks and we use the financial services industry benchmark 
Um, last, the last survey administration we've done, we were well above benchmark in all but um, one category, and that was the organizational category. And we were just a couple of points away from where we would want to be there. Um, I can't say that was the way it was for the first survey. Uh, our scores weren't all that great that first year, but um, that in itself was a gift because it gave us all the feedback that you know we needed to do all the things that we've done over the, these years. But the true bright spot, spot within all of it has been our leader engagement survey. Um, and the scores that we've had within it, because that that first year that we did it, we saw a need for for improvement. So we really poured into our leaders and we provided them with, you know, training, tools, support to to be um, better leaders, in essence, for their employees. Um, this entire process is built around them. And I'm so proud of the way our leaders have been willing to be vulnerable through this process because, you know, through the process, we learn how to talk to each other, uh, meaning manager to employee. And uh, through that, you know, our managers really had to let down their guard and, you know, not be defensive about the feedback that they were receiving. And uh, that in and of itself was a process. So sure. So I I, I want to put a pin in the leadership development discussion for a second and go back to um you know you you mentioned your third party vendor mm-hmm. um, what was what was important to you when you were looking for um, a vendor and what was it about the vendor that you selected that um, that uh, you know was what, what why did you choose who you chose. Mm-hmm. Well, we wanted a, a partner that would be able to provide us with that leadership focus. Some of the uh, companies that we were looking at when we were uh, initially rolling this out didn't have that focus or they weren't willing to go down to the level that we do. Um, with the vendor that we chose, we can actually get leader reports on the feedback that is given down to as low as two employees. And really, yes, mm -hmm. that was really important to us because um, we have a very tall hierarchy and we have, um, you know, teams that, you know, are smaller. So we needed to make sure that all leaders at all levels got that feedback. Now we let our employees know that so that, you know, they, you didn't feel any level of discomfort in, in sharing what they needed to share. But, um, but yeah, that was important to us. So, so that for, transparency was needed. Interesting. So um, uh, for our listeners, um, typically you, um you're able to collect company-wide data and then data per per manager or leader if there's a large enough population under that leader so that the d- data remains anonymous and when it's you know typically under 5 it's pretty hard to say that that data is going to be kept anonymous mm-hmm. So that's why I, you know, kind of perked up and and that's, that's very interesting. And did, did, you know, was there a pushback there or were, were any challenges there? 
I think the once again, it comes back to the committee and how they help to promote things with their coworkers and help them see that it's okay. You know, please give your feedback. It's okay. Nothing that you say is going to be held against you. Um, I think that is what helped the most, honestly. Um, you know, and I, I, as I mentioned, you know, I think it takes time for people to really feel it and trust it. But um, I think by and large, we've gotten the the trust yeah. from our employees that, you know, we're we're just simply interested in being better. That's what this whole process is mm -hmm. for. And uh, and here's your chance, you know, to to let us know if there's something that needs to be attended to. So um, so two things. Um, um, I'd love to hear about um, sort of what you heard around your leaders, what they needed or what employees thought would be helpful and then what you did and what you, you know, sort of what the plan is, what what the continuing development plan is. And then I want to talk a little bit um, about uh, business results that okay. that might cor have corresponded with um, increased engagement. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so the first part around what our what we saw about our leadership, it was varied. You know, it um, each manager had their own different needs. So um, some did very well, but some were struggling in areas like uh, recognition and providing mm -hmm. adequate recognition for the team. Some had issues with communication. Um, some felt like they couldn't, um, the employees didn't feel comfortable approaching them. So it was really a mixed bag. So when we saw that and um, we we knew that we needed to also have a broad approach for helping people because people had different needs. So what we set out to do was to create a series of employee engagement trainings that were on different topics within the leader engagement survey. And so we have done so much training at the at for many years we were doing at least two leader seminars every year and it was mandatory that leaders attended and and it was all orchestrated around, you know, we had uh, topics such as, you know, communication, how to develop trust with your employees, uh, work climate and what that looks mm -hmm. like, um, really to help them see the impact of, you know, how they show up every day really mm -hmm. has an impact on the team. And with each training that we do, and I'm so proud of uh, my training and development team because every training that they do, they, they're providing a tactical uh, resource that managers can take away and implement. Um, and I think that has really helped managers, you know, implement things in real life. Sure. Absolutely. Um, that's tremendous. Um, I would just add, if I may, um, you know, because this initiative is is evergreen or we're trying to make it be um, because we have new leaders joining the organization and we've done this training for so many years, we feel like we've um, developed a core list of employee engagement leader competencies within mm. the organization. 
So this year we're going to be launching an essentials of employee engagement um, training that all new leaders that might not have gotten all the modules that were offered in previous years will go through so that we're all on the same page. Terrific. The- yeah. <laughs> Terrific. Um, so talk to me, let's, um, um, you know, I, I really appreciate what, what you've shared and, and the, um, how you've gone about this from, you know, uh, uh, a deliveries perspective and a response perspective. What have you seen as an organization in terms of the benefits of the focus on employee engagement? You mentioned earlier that one of the reasons that you um, undertook this project, you had a new senior leader, you had lost some senior um, staff and turnover was an issue and you just sort of felt um, some negative vibes my mm-hmm. words. Um, what, you know, what, what are, what has been the business impact of, of responding to these um, challenges? The big thing has been, we've done nothing but strengthen our organizational culture. And um, one of the other things that I'm really proud of is that we've been able to successfully integrate this initiative into our culture. I mean, it is baked in. Anybody sure. that works at our at FNM knows we have an employee engagement initiative and knows what it's about. Um, also, the fact that we've had such high participation levels from the beginning mm-hmm. uh, in the actual survey itself, I think, is a just a, a, a real positive because you know, once again, I believe it it shows that people believe that we're listening and that we're going to do something about their about their concerns. Um, also, just the scores on the engagement drivers, how we've seen those increase year over year, mm-hmm. that is definitely a positive in the fact that we're outperforming mostly in all categories, the financial services benchmark is, is also a strength. Um, and just everything we've been doing around our managers. Probably the the other thing that I haven't mentioned yet is um, because we truly believe that uh, employee engagement isn't any one person or entity's job. It's really this collaborative mm. approach. You know, it is HR, but it's also senior management. It's also leadership at all levels. But employees also have their own role to play in the engagement process. So we have uh, provided personal engagement workshops for our employees. And I think, you know, through the conversations with them, I think they get, you know, why they need to also show up in a certain way, because the way they do show up um, also has an impact either positively or adversely. So... Also, you're kind of talking about personal accountability, right? Like, you have a role here to play. Yeah, we we just don't make your life better. We you you contribute and show to be part of that. So, you know, the beauty with with all of this in parallel that I haven't talked about yet is that our our financial results have also improved significantly. We've had record earnings during, you know, this period of time. Um, You know, whether it's, whether you can completely correlate it to this effort um, entirely, you know, there probably are other factors, but I 
firmly believe that everything that we've been doing to get employees aligned with the culture, aligned with the mission, um, engaged, and getting that discretionary effort has helped us reach some of the goals that we have and, and blown some others out of the water. Yeah, that that and that's that's you know, certainly that's you know one of the reasons why we invest in this as organizations, because the the greater your it's proven time and time again that the greater your organization engagement is, the more people feel connected to your organization and feel um and are committed to it, the better outcomes for the business. Um, how about that turnover number? Has that gone down? It, it, we've, we have seen improvements in our turnover uh, for sure, especially in our key levels. Um, we still have some room for improvement at our FSR level, which is, a, um, is an equivalent to a teller type of role. Mm -hmm. So more of the entry level type of, of position that continues to be a challenge for us, but we're continually looking for ways to crack the code and on that issue. And whether it's through compensation, whether it's through just, you know, making their lives better, you know, doing on Saturdays and, you know, on some of the, with their customer interactions, we're still seeking uh, ways to make that better for them. But we've seen improvements elsewhere. Awesome. Well, maybe uh, that's a discussion for a whole nother podcast is um, sort of your entry level employee um, uh, recruitment strategies and development strategies. Maybe that's that's part two with Karen Carmack. So that sounds um, good. <laughs> yeah, Karen, I've really enjoyed the conversation. If um, for any uh, our listeners are primarily um, HR professionals, what advice would you give to somebody who um maybe struggling to get people to pay attention um to an engagement issue or or what you know what kind of advice do you have for for our listeners out there the biggest piece of advice i would have for my peer hr folks is don't try to do it yourself um mm. make sure that you get others involved use the levers engage your employee group whatever that looks like for you um and also your senior management team because those two levers you know, if, if they if they can really help you manage the entire process. Fantastic. Again, um, my guest today has been Dr. Karen Carmack, who is with FNM Trust as the chief um, HR officer and um, really great conversation. I enjoyed uh, our talk and thank you very much for being a guest. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. We hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. Before we go, we want to thank the sponsor of our show, the Mid-Atlantic Employers Association, more commonly referred to as MEA. MEA provides human resources services to hundreds of businesses across numerous industries every day, bridging gaps that restrain innovation and growth. If you need support around people issues, reach out to meainfo.org. Better people, better outcomes. Thank you for listening. We hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. Before we go, we want to thank the sponsor of our show, the Mid-Atlantic Employers Association, more commonly referred to as MEA. 
MEA provides human resources services to hundreds of businesses across numerous industries every day, bridging gaps that restrain innovation and growth. If you need support around people issues, reach out to meainfo.org. Better people, better outcomes.